Welcome to the Pod 20, the countdown of the most popular podcasts in the world right now. I'm Graham Mack and my guests this week include Nick Randall from SNS Online. The Pod 20 is heard on podcast radio on DAB in the UK, on demand in the USA at talkers.com, around the world on multiple platforms and as a podcast itself. Into the chart now and at number 20, Origin Story. The real stories behind the most misunderstood and abused ideas in politics. 19. Stuff You Should Know If you've ever wanted to know about champagne, Satanism, the Stonewall Uprising, Chaos Theory, LSD, El Nino, True Crime and Rosa Parks, then look no further. Josh and Chuck have you covered. The latest episode is called Waterbeds, the sexiest bed. 18. The Jordan B. Peterson Podcast, enlightening discourse that will change the way you think. In episode 256, Richard Dawkins and Jordan Peterson discuss psychedelics, consciousness, and artificial intelligence. 17. The Matt Walsh Show. Matt gives you a no-holds-barred take on today's cultural, religious, and political issues, and also reacts to some horrible TikTok dating advice. Number 16. Johnny Vaughan on Radio X. I caught up with Johnny at the podcast show in London last week and asked him about his podcasts. The two I have are the kind of match of the day school in that we, I've got a radio show that runs 15 hours a week and so they're the edited highlights effectively those two. I've just started one which is the Alien Abduction Club where each week I interview someone else who's been abducted by aliens which I'm very excited about and I'm doing one about cars and all about holidays is down the line as well so I don't really get much more time really in studios. I'm already doing it sort of four hours a day with podcasts sometimes I'm up to six eight if I'm doing um, a podcast and uh, my sports show in the studio so I've almost reached sort of studio saturation point but uh, I, I just I just you just once you get start doing them the, you, you just get appetite for more really what is the main difference with presenting a radio show versus presenting a podcast just time you just really just get time sometimes on radio I've got an idea I've got say four and a half minutes to do it I come out of a record I've got to talk about the record because it's new and I really like it and essentially we're music and talk and so you know if you suddenly hear a great record it reminds you of something we discussed that that's going to be a minute out of there if I'm going into a record that only now leaves two minutes for a really good idea two and a half minutes and sometimes you just feel so constrained it can't express itself but you just get time you get time there and you get time to edit it and I've, I've often compared the editor to a chef they're the chef really they take the raw material so then you can just give them the best raw material and they can really make uh, a much more uh, sort of tailored bespoke product and, and something that's much better made than radio ever is are there too many podcasts no it's like there's too many great conversations are there too many really funny stories are there too many really good bits of advice is there is there too much history to discuss is there too much cultural lesson? no there isn't there really isn't you'd never say is there too much on youtube it's bullshit. you just said that to annoy me <laughs> and what podcast do you listen to at the moment i love um Will Arnett's uh, podcast. I don't know if you've listened to it. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. So look up Will Arnett. Check his podcast. Uh, that's really good. Um, that's my favourite at the moment. I did enjoy Sue Perkins' one. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot. 
Um, also, um, what's, 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 sorry, what's Channel Drew's podcast called? Paul Chowdhury, what's it called? The podcast. Yeah, Paul, yeah, yes, Paul Chowdhury's podcast. Love that as well, because I think he's absolutely brilliant. Okay, so you've got the, the car one, the alien abduction, and a, a holiday one, which I'm just talking to someone about now. We've got a really good sponsor for it, which is really nice. So they've got to be shit holiday memories. It's a holiday podcast that won't make you jealous of the holidays. Okay, right. Yes. So, so kind of a reverse yeah, Katie Boyle. You know, it's, it's thank God I stayed at home. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Vaughan on Radio X is at number 16 this week on the Pod 20. 15. On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Fascinating conversations with the most insightful people in the world. The latest episode is called Letting Go of Your Parents' Expectations and How to Find the Courage to Fail Until You Succeed. 14. Today Explained. You're all killer, no filler, Monday to Friday, News Explainer. 13. Hidden Brain. Shankar Vedantam uses science and storytelling to reveal the unconscious patterns that drive human behavior. The latest episode of this one asks the question, what do the things you buy say about you? 12. No Such Thing as a Fish. The award-winning podcast from the offices of the hit BBC TV show QI. Episode 428 is called No Such Thing as Free Urine in the Uber. Number 11. Kermode and Mayo's Take. Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode's Film Review Podcast. I caught up with Simon Mayo at the podcast show in London last week and congratulated him on making it onto the pod 20. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's all a bit of a whirl and we've been on various charts. I guess it's kind of like reassuring because, you know, you take a gamble when you take a show that's been established uh, at the BBC and you think, OK, well, I think this is the right thing to do. So if people are listening, then maybe we did the right thing. How big a gamble was it leaving the BBC? Oh, I think it's... Um, I mean, did you have a choice? Oh, sure. No, we definitely, we definitely had a choice. But it was... I had a practical difficulty, which is that I'm doing drive time for Greatest Hits Radio, which means I'm on four till seven. So the film show was on three till five. Clearly, that's that's difficult to do both. So I had to, there was a lot of pre-recording going on. So I wanted to make my life simpler. I wanted to make Friday simpler, and uh, and this opportunity came along. So you know, so we grabbed it. So I think we've done the you know I think we've done the right thing, and my life has become a slightly more straightforward. And the previous show, the radio show, was a podcast as well. Yes. Now it's a pure podcast. Yes. with Sony what's different well it's reassuringly the same but with extra stuff you know so we so there's the main podcast which is the one which is for free and then there's the second podcast which is for subscribers with extra stuff for the you know for the hardcore for the really committed um, and it gives us the opportunity to go and do a whole bunch of other things you know so I think um, we're delivering two podcasts a week maybe there'll be some other things that we're going to be doing like uh, watch a long commentary sessions which would be like a take three so we're kind of experimenting with with the format I think finding out what we can do and finding out what we can't do and what's next where are you going to take because you did a, you've done a live show this week yeah I did a live show at Union Chapel in Islington in North London and it went really well I mean the, the problem with doing live shows is that we would love to do them because we enjoy doing shows with audiences but I'm on the air four till seven every day which means that geographically it's quite difficult to get to 
to anywhere other than London um, and to do anything else I'd have to take time off and then off the radio show and so that becomes problematic so but you know we've done one and it went very well so we'll try and do some others do you see a time where you'll be off the radio altogether and just a podcaster not for the moment I don't think you know radio I do more radio than I do podcasts because uh, the drive time show is five days a week so that's that's still the number one uh, thing but who knows you know maybe there'll be time when I do less live radio and more podcasting I don't know who knows but for the moment it's five live shows one pre-recorded show for Greatest Hits another pre-recorded show for Scala and the podcast so I think that's probably enough for the moment Kermode and Mayo's take is at number 11 this week on the pod 20 into the top 10 now and at number 10 Zoe Science and Nutrition the world's top scientists explain the latest health and nutrition research the latest episode is called Can Bread Be Healthy? 9. Counterclock To tell the story of a crime you have to turn back time 8. Fox News Radio Hourly Newscast The latest news from the fastest growing radio news network 7. The Jordan Harbinger Show In-depth conversations with people at the top of their game In episode 677, Sam Cooper explains how the West was infiltrated by its enemies Number 6. SNS Online Hosted by Nick Randall Nick, as well as talking to some of the world's biggest celebrities on your podcast, you work for the BBC what exactly do you do at the British Broadcorping Castration? <laughs> I, I do the sound, I like broadcast sound. So studio management uh, and uh, for the World Service Radio, done a bit right. of TV as well for Persian TV. So a lot of it is language sections, um, right. but we're doing some English stuff as well now. So um, news hour and all that carry on. All the strokey beard stuff, you know. I, I know a bloke at World Service. His name's uh, Jimmy Love. We probably might call himself James Love these days. You, you know. You. <laughs> well, say hi to Jimmy for me, Jimmy. Um, I certainly will. I first met him when he was. Oh, I think he was only a teenager. He was like a, he was an intern. He wasn't even being paid when I was running Two CR FM in uh, in Dorset. He's still not being paid. He's still not being paid. <laughs> well, he got, we, he got the of him. He got the unfortunate name down there that stuck. Um, thankfully, only down there. I think of Jimmy. Um, <laughs> that was because uh, he used to help out on the breakfast show and the show started at six and between five and six we ran best bits from the day before and he was saying to me is there anything I can do I said tell you what you can cut up the best bits for you know the next day's five to, five a.m. to six a.m. slot and yeah. uh, and and do that well, little did he know, well, he decided, he made a programming decision on his own that he was not only going to play the clips, he was going to actually introduce them on the air. Now, it was all voice tracked, it wasn't live. And so, yeah. I'm, I get in about 5am ready to go on the air at 6 and I'm listening to the, you know, the, the output and I hear Jimmy introducing the clips and I think, oh, bloody hell, all right, I'll have to have a word with him about that. <laughs> and the next minute he goes, the next minute the link goes, oh, this is 2CRFM and the, 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 oh, b***. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. On the air. And uh, so I, I called him into the office and I said, Jimmy, you got a minute? Because he hadn't heard it. 
And he came in and I said, I'll just, I didn't, don't know if you realize, but we have a logger here that logs everything we do in case Ofcom, you know, in case there's a complaint and, and we've got record of it for Ofcom. I said, uh, this one on the air about uh, 20 minutes ago, whenever it was, and played it to him. And literally the color drained from his face. And he said, what's going to happen? I said, well, in severe cases, we could lose our license. We'll just have to see if anyone complains. <laughs> Yeah, so Jimmy uh, but, always reminds me of some, Jimmy always reminds me of somebody who's just been caught out on a scrumping uh, spree in you know Farmer <laughs> Charles's like. garden. He's got that sort yeah. of little cheeky expressions if he's just done something wrong, and he probably yeah. has as well. So, but never mind him, Nick. Where are you from? I am well. I was born in Germany because my dad was in the RAF, and then we moved to really? England. Really? So you were a military so, brat? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. One of many. There's quite a few of us around. So I'm guessing you moved around a lot. Yeah, Yorkshire, um, various places in Yorkshire, then London, yeah. then Norfolk. And that was after my dad had left because they moved to a, a post office in um, in a village and they ran the post office for 10 years post-RF career. My mum was a writer, novelist, so they, they both basically could sort of do something together post yeah. their respective careers. And then they retired to Cyprus and then they came back to England. So we're quite a travelled family, actually. I have a brother in India who's in the Hare Krishna movement. Right. And um, and my sister lives in Norwich and she's brilliant and uh, does loads of it. She's a teacher and she plays about 20,000 musical instruments and and uh, child mining and all sorts of stuff. So there we go. Cover them all. And were you into recording audio and stuff when you were a kid? I, yeah, I was. Because I had another sister who unfortunately died um, actually 1975 now. So it's quite a long time ago. Yes. To cut a short story, even shorter. Basically, uh, my sister was working in Hong Kong as a teacher. Right. Um, and um, but I happened to be like, well, seven or eight years old at the time. I was the right age for her class. So we went to Hong Kong for a month uh, on a cheap flight from the REF. We were there for a whole month. And I stayed in her class for, for all that time during the week, obviously. And But she was also a broadcaster. She presented this program called Playtime, which went out on Radio Hong Kong. And uh, I was, it was my first ever taste of radio so i was in a proper radio studio with spools of tape and i, I had to read a couple of poems out about a, one about a lion and one about something else a dog or something like that and i was known as tricky nicky right because because i used to do magic tricks and they always went wrong and i used on to the radio and be, uh, yeah but they were great on the radio <laughs> i tell you they were fantastic um silent radio is the best one but uh, no i i I, I sort of would get these boxes of magic tricks for Christmas and then I wouldn't really bother to learn them properly. I never really had, had that staying power, but I would try to do a trick for my parents and then it would all go wrong and I'd be in tears and I'd have to go to bed early. But I was known as Tricky Nicky. This is where it came from. Uh, so there you go. Tricky Nicky rules the airwaves. Doing all right in the podosphere as well. Nick Randall and SNS Online, number six this week on the Pod 20. The top five looks like this. At five, Smartless. Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes and Will Arnett's latest guest is the American actress Kristen Wiig. Number four, The Rest is Politics. Hosted by two men who are trying to claw their way back into public life. Former Downing Street spin doctor Alistair Campbell and failed politician Rory Stewart. The latest episode is called Rupert Murdoch, Taiwan and Burnley. Number three, My Favourite Murder with Karen Gilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. 
Karen and Georgia tell each other their favourite tales of murder and hear crime stories from fans. Number two, Crime Junkie. If you can never get enough true crime, congratulations, you've found your people. And at number one... Sunday School. It's hosted by Penn Gillette, who is one half of Penn and Teller, the Las Vegas magicians. In the latest episode, Penn talks about the inspiration for his new novel, Random, which is all about living a dice life. I've been thinking about this um, random for almost 30 years. Now, I want to tell you, if you get inspired by this to do dice life, be careful. I will tell you, it's really dangerous because the idea, indecision, is a horrible feeling and a something that solves indecision. I have had two friends, both of them women, who have for a time in their life decided to live dice life. I was just, I was heavily into making notes about this back in the late 90s. Early, I guess it was the early part of the century. I was talking to a lot of people about it, and I had pages and pages of notes, just notes like crazy, uh, including that incredible quote from David David Rule about how you how you act random. And I was talking to everybody about it, and uh, I talked to this one woman who was a good friend of mine. I really, really loved her. Um, still do, still a friend. And right after I told her about it, her husband divorced her. And it was a very, very messy breakup. And she was very depressed. She was sitting on her couch and she had no idea what to do. And she remembered me telling her passionately about the dice. But she went and bought herself a pair of dice. And she sat down and decided to live dice life. Now she called me and said, I'm going to live. I'm going to live by the dice for a while. I'm going to live random. And I told her, I don't think you should do that. I, I really don't think, boy, that's not healthy. Maybe you should make decisions like a human being. But if you do do it, tell me everything. Tell me everything. And a big part of this book is her experiences. Because she said, she only did it for like six weeks, which... It's a long time to do it. But she said, first of all, nobody will ask you about going out for dinner. Where do you want to go? Because you take the dice and you start rolling. No, no, let's discuss it. <laughs> Every time someone's indecisive, you grab the dice and they just freeze. No, no, let's talk about it some more. But that's not. That's just the funny part. She, she had one experience. Uh, I said, what's the biggest effect of dice life? And she said, um, I blew two guys in the Starbucks men's room. I said, what? She said, I was standing in line at Starbucks, and there was a really good-looking young guy in front of me. And I reached in, and I said, if I roll five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I'm getting a Frappuccino. <laughs> if, I, if I roll a two, three... I'm going to get, uh, I've never, I've never gotten, you know, whatever it was, you know, I'm going to get that. And if I happen to roll a 12, I'll just ask the guy in front of me if he wants to have sex in the men's room right now. 
She said, because I looked at myself and said, these are the things I'm thinking about. And she said, so 12 doesn't come up that often. She said twice. She said, really incredible experiences. I just said, she said, I've never done that in my life. I said to the guy, you're really good looking. You want to slip into the Mandarin uh, sex? And he said, yes. She said, I was just, she said, I would have never done that in my life, but I was so conditioned to do whatever the dice said, there was no hesitation. She said, an incredible experience, great experience. She said, life-changing experience. I just loved it. And then I was really into the dice. Yeah. Penn Sunday School, number one this week on the pod 20. And that's it for episode 109. Thanks to this week's guests, Johnny Vaughan, Simon Mayo, Nick Randall, and Penn Gillette. Next week, my guest is the journalist, James Ashton, from the podcast Leading with James Ashton. And in the meantime, you can watch extended video chats with my guests on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And what will happen on the podcast radio chart next week? Will your favourite make it to number one? You can influence the chart. Make a recommendation at thepodcastradio.co.uk. I'm Graham Mack, and this has been The Pod 20. I hope you can listen every Friday at 5pm and across the weekend on Podcast Radio. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.